Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. Three men failed when they tried to hold up the stagecoach near the town of Standing Rock. Mike Dawson and Bill Taylor were captured, but Red Dolan was still at large. Red wasn't a vicious outlaw like the others. He had turned to the single crime only as a last resort after his small gold claim proved to be worthless. He knew he was being trailed by the Lone Ranger. He was waiting in his cabin. He was writing a letter when he heard a rap on the door. Red Dolan paused in a moment of indecision, then reached slowly for the six-gun in his holster. Pushing back the chair in which he was seated, he got to his feet, then laid the gun on the table. When the second knock came, Dolan walked slowly to the door and opened it. Put your hands up, Dolan. You're covered. I'm not armed. Come in. Come on, Toto. Let me see gun on table. Yes, I left it there. Take it. 
This is a surprise, Dolan. I expected you to put up a fight. I've been waiting for you. I've known for a week you were on my trail, ever since you captured Bill and Mike. And you go peaceably? Yes. As soon as I finished the letter I was writing, that is, if you'll let me. Yes, I see it there. It's almost finished. Won't take but a minute or so. Then go ahead. I have no objection. Red Dolan spent but a few moments completing the letter. But before he placed it in the envelope, he drew two $100 bills from his pocket, then looked up at the Lone Ranger. I'm putting this money in the letter. Now I'll ask you for one favor. What is it? Will you mail this letter for me? Who's it for? Read the name on the envelope. There. Jimmy Dolan. He's my son, eight years old. He lives in Kansas City with my sister, Sophie. You may read it if you care to. If it's for your son, it's no concern of mine. Seal the envelope. Thanks. I saved that money for just this occasion. I knew this would happen someday. Now I'm ready to go with you. I'll take the letter. It will be mailed in the morning. It was a week later when young Jimmy Dolan rushed in from school to startle his Aunt Sophie with wild whoops of joy. Whoopee! It's all over! It's all over! School's over until next fall. It ended today. Why, I thought maybe Postmaster Wilkins had told you about the letter that came for you today. A letter for me? Yes, a letter from your father. Jiminy Crickets, where is it? Right here. Let me open it. All right. Hey, look, Aunt Sophie. Money. My gracious alive. Two brand new $100 bills. No wonder I had to sign for the letter. Are they for you? Well, now read the letter and we'll find out who they're for. I'm so excited I can't read it. You read it, Aunt Sophie. All right, then let me have it. Here. My dear Jimmy, it has been a long time. The fore part of the letter was comprised mostly of excuses for not having written in some time. And young Jimmy grew impatient. What does he say about the money, Aunt Sophie? Now, now, don't be impatient, Jimmy. I think I'm getting to it now. Yes, here it is. I am enclosing $200. I want you and Aunt Sophie to spend it any way you please, just so you both have a good time doing so. Whoopee, it's for both of us. Now, isn't that sweet of your father? You bet. Dad's the best man in the world. Oh, just listen to this, Jimmy. Another surprise? He says... In my other letters, I have told you about the Lone Ranger and how famous he is out here in the West. The Lone Ranger? What does he say about him this time? He says the Lone Ranger and Tonto are here with me now. Golly! They want me to go with them to town, so I'll have to close for this time. Be a good boy and kiss Aunt Sophie for me. Jiminy Crickets! Dad never told us in his other letters that he knew the Lone Ranger. Well, perhaps he just met him recently. Golly! I'm sure proud of my dad, a friend of the Lone Ranger. Aunt Sophie, I sure like to have a friend like the Lone Ranger myself. Yes, Jimmy, I guess anybody would. But how do you think you'd like to spend this money your father sent? For Aunt Sophie, part of it is yours. Well, it is ours together, so we'll have to spend it on something we'll both like. Let's you and me go to see Dad. Land sakes alive. <laughs> no, that's out of the question, Jimmy. Why is it? School's out today and we can close up the house for a couple of weeks and go with the money Dad sent us. But, 
Jimmy, he didn't say where he is. Isn't his address on the letter? No, it isn't. He must have forgotten to write it down. How's he expect us to write to him if we don't know where he is? I can't understand it either. The last two letters had no address. Say, isn't there a postmark on the envelope? Sure there is. What's it say? Standing Rock, Texas. Mm, never heard of it. It must be a small place. I can look it up in my geography. There it is with your school books, Jimmy. You find the map of Texas. And if it's not too far away, we'll go. And what a surprise it'll be for Dad. Two weeks later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had just finished breakfast in their camp near Standing Rock. Red Dolan's to be sentenced this morning, Toto. Isn't that right? I want you to be in court when the sentence is passed. I want to know the term he gets. Well, court opens soon, about an hour from now. While you're in town, you'd better stop the livery stable and get a bag of oats for our horses. Oh, me do it. Come, Scout. The stage stops at the livery stable. If it's come in, you might get copies of the latest Eastern papers. Uh, me get them. Easy, Scout. Easy, fella. Tight and sink here. I'll wait here until you return... Then we'll break camp and ride south. Me hurry back. Easy, Scout. Easy, Father. Adios. Adios. Get him up, Scout. Well, engine, here's your oats. Now, what else can I get for you? Well, that all me want. Um, here, money. Thank you. Now, when the stage come through? Well, here comes the stage now. Right on time. You meeting somebody? No. Me want to buy a newspaper. Well, you can get the papers over at the hotel across the street after the stage driver unloads them. Hey, excuse me. Ah, me go too. Hello, Pete. How many passengers are getting off here? Just two, woman and a kid. Help him out of the coach while I get the baggage ready to tow us off, will you? Yeah, sure thing. Howdy, ma'am. Welcome to Standing Rock. Good morning, sir. Uh, hello there, Sonny. Uh, give me your hand. Hello. There you are. Now you, madam. Thank you. The driver will heave your luggage down in just a minute. Here it comes, Joe. Hey, let it come. That's one bag. Anything else? Yep. Let it come. Gee, Aunt Sophie, look, a real Indian. Now, now, Jimmy, don't point. But he's the first Indian I ever saw. <laughs> You'll have to excuse Jimmy. Everything out west is so new to him. Not all right. Where are you stopping, lady? At the hotel? Well, we're looking for the boy's father. Was he supposed to meet you? No, it's to be a surprise for him. <laughs> a surprise, eh? What's your dad's name, sonny? Mr. Dolan. Did you say Dolan? Yes, Dolan. Do you know him? Well, now, the only Dolan around town is a fella named Red Dolan. And he's a bandit. You couldn't mean him, could you? <laughs> Mercy, no. Jimmy's father is named James Fenimore Dolan, and he's from Kansas City. Oh, I, I see. A lot of new folks have moved in and around Stanton Rock in the last couple of years. Uh, maybe you better inquire about him over at the hotel. It's across the street there. I'll go there, then. i got to help switch teams to the stagecoach right now, so I'll bring your baggage over in a while. Well, you go to hotel to buy paper. 
me take baggage? Well, thanks, Injun. That'll help me out. That's real obliging of you. Uh, the engine will take care of you, lady. Oh. Hey, maybe the Indian would know about him, Aunt Sophie. Now, now, Jimmy, of course he wouldn't. I can find out if he does. Indian, you know another Indian named Tano? Oh, why you ask that? My father knows an Indian named Tano, who is a friend of the Lone Ranger. And Jimmy's father is a friend of the Lone Ranger. And you being an Indian, maybe you know Tano. Well, maybe me find the Indian named Tonto. Do you really think you could? Well, maybe we find him. Me go to hotel, me take baggage there. But come back, Tonto. I knew he could help us, Aunt Sophie. Well, I certainly hope so, Jimmy. I'd hate to come all the way to Texas and not find your father. Meanwhile, Sheriff Baxter had taken Red Dolan from the courthouse back to the jail and was checking over details preparatory to removing him to state's prison the following day. Well, Red, uh, what do you want me to do with your personal belongings, such as your watch and pocket knife? Oh, you might as well send him along for the warden to keep until I get out. You've not got any relatives you'd rather send him to? Ten years is a long time, you know. No relatives. Very well. Well, now, now, come on. I'll put you in the cell with Mike Dawson and Bill Taylor. we got to get a bright and early start in the morning, and we won't be disturbing the other prisoners. Couldn't you lock me in a cell by myself, Sheriff? I don't like those two. <laughs> for a crook, I'd say you're mighty choosy. If they was good enough for you to hold up a stage with, they're good enough for you to share a cell with. All right, have it your way. Here we are. I'll get in there with him. Get your hands up, Sheriff. Come hey, on. a gun. Make one move and I'll blow your head off. The cover on Mike, I'll get his gun. Hey, Sheriff, that's not a gun they've got. Oh, get the Sheriff's gun. Let go of me. I got it. Now get your hands up. Do as he says, Sheriff. He'll kill you. Varmint, they got my gun. Yeah, we got your gun and it's a real one. <laughs> we sure fooled you, didn't we, Sheriff? Well, I'll be doggone. That wasn't no gun you had. It was a piece of soap. Carved to look like a gun. It fooled me at first. Shut up, smart guy. All right, Bill, what's next? I sneak out the back way, Mike, and go steal three horses. That won't be hard. It's siesta time. Most of the folks are indoors right now. Now, bring the horses to the rear of the jail. I'll be waiting for you with the sheriff. With me? Yeah, sheriff. We're taking you along. If a posse should pick up our trail, we'll have something to bargain with. What about Dolan there? Him? <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah, that takes care of him. He's out like a light. That should teach him not to side with a tin star the next time. Now, get going, Mike, while I turn the key in this cell. You be waiting in the alley for me. I will. You'll hang for this. Shut up before I slug you with these keys. Now, come on. We'll get out of sight and wait for Mike. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story... Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Taking Aunt Sophie and little Jimmy Dolan to their hotel room, Tonto told them to talk to no one until he returned. Then he hurried to the Lone Ranger's camp and told the masked man what he had learned. There's no doubt of it, Tonto. It's Red Dolan's sister and his son. Hmm. And what we do, Kimasabi? One thing is certain. The little boy must not learn his father's a bandit and under a prison sentence. Mm, that right. Boy think his father. Heap good friend. A lone ranger. First, we must get them out of town before they learn the truth. If they don't know it already. Well, where them go, Kimasabi? You know where Dolan's cabin is in the hills? Uh, me know. That's where we captured Dolan. Right. Return to town and explain why you didn't disclose your identity. Then rent a buckboard to livery stable and take them and their luggage to the cabin. Tell them I'll get in touch with them there. Oh, me do it. But what you do now? I must see the sheriff at once. I can't go into town with this mask, so I'll put on a disguise. I hope to persuade the sheriff to let Dolan visit his son and sister at the cabin while in my custody. That plenty good. Don't wait for me. It's important that you get them out of town as quickly as possible. Come, Scout. Hit the cabin with them, and I'll see you there. Let me do it. Get him up, Scout. Almost an hour later, the Lone Ranger, wearing the disguise of a rancher, entered the jail to find Red Dolan lying unconscious on the floor of his cell. Obtaining a duplicate key from the desk in the sheriff's office, he opened the cell door and a few moments later was pouring cold water in Red Dolan's face. Take it easy, Dolan. You'll be all right in a few moments. Someone slugged you. Boys, I heard it before. Yes, I'm the man who captured you. But I was wearing a mask then. Now, tell me what happened and where I can find the sheriff. Sheriff? Yes, I remember. As consciousness returned... Red Dolan told how he and the sheriff had been overpowered by Mike Dawson and Bill Taylor, the outlaws, and how they had forced the sheriff to go with them. But I think I know where they're headed. You do? It's only a hunch, but I may be right. You see, I was telling them about that cabin I've got in the hills. I remember now that they were mighty interested, too interested. And they've got to get there as quickly as possible. What? You said we. You mean you want me to go with you? Yes, you've got to go. We'd better get a posse together. Mike and Bill are tough customers. I have personal reasons for not wanting a posse. I'll explain on the way there. But I haven't a horse. You can ride double on silver. Now, come on. We haven't a moment to lose. You know something, mister? What is it, Dolan? I could serve my sentence and be perfectly happy if I thought my little son could see me riding with you on that big white stallion. <laughs> Right, Jimmy. But me see three horses down there. Oh, I guess he has company. It couldn't be the Lone Ranger. Dad says he rides a big white horse, and those horses are not white. Maybe me'd better find out who in cabin. You're not worried about it, are you, Tonto? No, me not worry, but me find out who in cabin. And tell him get out. Now, oh, there's there. no way oh. to talk to visitors, Tonto. Telling them to get out of a body's house. I'm sure Jimmy's father must be there. Oh, him not there. Me, no. I want to go with you, Tonto. No, Jimmy, no. You stay here and hold horse. Yes, Jimmy, you take the ring. Right. Oh, there. Me go now. Hurry up, Mike, and get that gag in the sheriff's mouth. 
The engine's coming up the trail. Go gag. Now to take care of the Indian. Yes, swear I'd seen that Indian before. And his horse, too. See the one there leading behind the buckboard? Yeah, I'll say we've seen him before, Bill. That's the Indian who rides with the Lone Ranger. By golly, you're right. It is him. Now cut that out, Sheriff. Stop pounding your boots on the floor. Yeah, quiet. Let him have the butt of your gun. Yeah, that'll keep you quiet. Now let's get set to grab the Indian. Get to the side of the door so that you don't see you when he opens it, Bill. How's this? All right. Here he comes. Quiet now. Come in. Oh. Grab him, Mike. I got him. Knowing he would be killed if he resisted, and if that happened, harm might come to the woman and little Jimmy, Toto submitted peaceably. He was quickly tied and gagged and placed beside the sheriff. Now step to the door and call the old gal and the kid to come on down. When you call, make it sound friendly so they don't get suspicious. And once we get them tied up, we can take the Indian's horse and the one hitch to the buckboard. Then we can lead the ones we stole into the mountains and turn them loose. That'll throw off any posse that might take up our trail. Hurry up. Call to him. Right. Hey, up there. Hey, who is this? Connor says to come on down. Yeah. They're starting down trail. We're too late. Sister Sophie and Jimmy are walking right into that cabin now. Yes. Mike and Bill are in the door. Ready to grab them as they do. Out on the sheriff must be prisoners inside the cabin. What will we do? If we ride in there, they'll hear us. We'll go in on foot from here. Dismount. All right. Uh, steady, Silver. Easy. Stay here, big fellow. We'll be back. Now, Dolan. Yes, sir. Take one of my guns, but don't use it unless you have to. But if they hurt Jimmy or my sister, Come on, I'll... but make no noise and keep the cover. <laughs> thought my brother would be here to meet us. Your brother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he'll be here any time now. We were waiting for him to show up. You'll be surprised to see us. He doesn't know we're here. Is that so, Sonny? Now, uh, I want both of you to meet my friend Mike. Howdy, folks. How do you do? Hello. Just step inside. It's a lot cooler in here. Hey, Connell. Grab the kid, Mike. I'll take the woman. Right. What's the meaning of this? Let go of me. Cut it out, kid, before I hurt you. You just wait until my father and Lorraine get here. Did you hear that, Mike? Yeah, I heard it. Better get these two tied up pronto and get out of here. Get the rope on the old girl and help me with this kid. Easy there now, sister. Regret this. Put your hands on the mask, man. It's stolen. I'll get him. Oh, you don't? Well, I'll kill you. Hit him again, Dad. Hit him again. Look out. He's going to shoot. You knocked him cold. Now, help me. All right. Oh. You got both of them. Yes, they're both out, Jimmy. They'll do no more fighting for a while. Golly, could my dad find James Fenimore Dolan? I'm right proud of you. Here, I'll cut Toto free. How are you, son? Come oh, here. Oh, now the gang. There, you're free, Toto. Dolan. Yes, sir. Get the rope and tie up Mike and Bill. Right. Well, then I'll take the sheriff outside. He's been knocked out. He's coming, too. Let me help you with him. No, Aunt Sophie. You help your brother. Come, Toto. Pick up the sheriff's feet. But I don't see why you have to take him outside. It's cooler in here. He, he needs fresh air. Come on, Toto. He got him now. All right, put him down on the ground, Toto. Yeah. 
Now, while I remove the gag, you cut the ropes. Uh, there. Why, doggone it, masked man. I'm not unconscious. I was trying to tell you all the time. Sheriff, I had to bring you outside. I didn't want the woman and the boy to hear what I have to say. I, I've got to explain something to you. Then explain who the woman and the boy are. That's what I want to know. I intend to. Now, this is the situation. The Lone Ranger quickly explained to Sheriff Baxter how Red Dolan's sister and his son had come west to visit him for a week, not knowing he had been arrested and convicted of robbery. Then he said... It would ruin the boy's life if he learned that his father is under prison sentence, that he's been an outlaw. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's up to you, Sheriff, to see that the boy and his aunt enjoy this visit and never learn the truth. Well, uh, after all, Dolan took my part when them crooks jumped him in the jail. He got slugged for doing it, too. That's right. And he helped me capture them here. Yeah, probably saved my life. <laughs> well, mister, I think I can handle this. Let's go inside now. Very well. But we'll get those outlaws outside the cabin before they recover and say something that might arouse the woman's suspicions. Yeah, they talk plenty if they come, too. We can rope them on the horses they stole. Later, we can take them into town. Hello. We have work to do. Mm, all right. A few minutes later, the Lone Ranger, Toto, and the sheriff finished the job of roping the prisoners to the horses and returned to the inside of the cabin to find Red Dolan enjoying the reunion with his son and sister. Well, folks, looks like the show's all over. <laughs> It was plenty exciting while it lasted. I knew all the time that we'd be saved by damn the Lone Ranger. I wasn't scared much. Dolan, <laughs> <laughs> we're taking the prisoners into town now. Well, uh, I'm ready to go with you. Oh, no. The three of us can handle them crooks easy. What? You just stay here with your sister and Jimmy and enjoy yourself. I'll have supplies sent out to, to last you for a week. You mean we... We can stay together at the cabin? Yep, that's it. I reckon me and the masked man won't be needing your services for about a week. Why, me bring you supplies and me cook for you while Lone Ranger and Sheriff gone. But I... I don't understand. Well, this way, Dolan. Me and the masked man are taking them two crooks to state's prison tomorrow. Then me and him have to go see the governor at the state capitol. Reckon that'll take about a week. Golly, you're going to see the governor of Texas? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. We want to see the governor about getting a pardon for a man. A man who made the mistake of trying to hold up a stagecoach. I uh, <clears throat> think you know the fellow, Dolan. Yes. Yes, Sheriff, I think I know the one you're talking about. He did make a mistake. Do you, do you think he deserves a pardon? Well, all I can say is if the governor grants one, I'm sure he'll never be sorry he did. And adios, everyone. We'll see you in a week. Adios, adios. Jimmy Cricket, Dad. You and the Lone Ranger are friends, aren't you? Yes, Jimmy, we are. And I'll tell you one thing. He's the best friend I ever had.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.